Hey. Hi. Ah, <laughs> oh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> Technology. I I'm so over this remote recording by the way, just sidebar. I want like face to fucking face interaction. I want real time I want real time reactions to my super so many of my hilarious jokes. I just there's like this very slight even in the best of internet connection times, there's this very slight delay. And it's like I think we're all going to be super messed up in terms of our timing with with in-person <laughs> interactions. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're going to be like, well, this is happening so fast. I need you to like give me a one to two second delay between what I say and your reaction. Too fast. Give me some kind of warning, man. Yeah, God. begin. Welcome mm-hmm. to Breast Cancer is Boring, your preeminent podcast for all things breast cancer. And really, sometimes all things, all things, you know, <laughs> this is like an open space for people. So you can be here if you have breast cancer, you can be here. If you have another kind of cancer, you can be here. If you've never had cancer, if you just know people, if you don't know people and you're like, Oops, I accidentally pushed this podcast and now I'm here. So I'm just going to stay because effort is hard to come by nowadays, I find. So just settle in, make yourself comfortable. For sure. For sure. Welcome. I mean, we're glad you're here. It might get a little uncomfortable if you're not, you know, familiar with what we do here. Absolutely. But discomfort is something. Hey, listen, Ty, your episode is about discomfort. True. Because we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about menopause and not the kind that you come by honestly because you've reached that time in your life where a natural chemical change takes place and it's a beautiful thing. We're going to talk about having your estrogen and progesterone suppressed chemically because it's what gave you cancer in the first place. So menopause who knew i didn't no me neither like here's the progression of of like breast cancer for me pre getting breast cancer and bear in mind i was an oncology nurse at this point so yeah maybe i should have known these things but here's what i thought happened You get breast cancer. Your entire life gets put on hold because you have cancer, so no one expects anything of you. So you get all the time off and uh, catered to in every way. You get chemo, and then you have surgery to remove your breasts, and then you have another surgery to put them back on, you know, in a different form, uh, mostly implants, and then you're done. And then you just kind of cross your fingers and hope you don't get it again. I did not know... Even after I was diagnosed, I had no idea. Even when my oncologist was like, you're estrogen and progesterone positive, you're triple positive. I was like, okay, you know, I'm overwhelmed. I'm not really processing any of this information right now. I, it didn't occur to me mm-hmm. that because estrogen and progesterone were a feature of my cancer that I would have to then be without those things. Right. I mean, yeah, that wasn't shoved in my face and, and until I guess we were nearing the end of chemotherapy. And then it was more of like, a, okay, um, you know, after this year is over, you're going to have to be on this other drug. And it has a lot of hot, like, you know, menopause side effects that you were also experiencing during chemo. Yeah. Although I 
don't recall as much during chemo as, but then again, I was feeling like crap all the time. So I could have been experiencing those symptoms along with all the others and just kind of put them all in one bucket Mm -hmm. and said, well, this is just how you feel when you have chemo. So maybe this is just part of that. I just tossed them all in the same. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like all the same kind of like very generalized, I'm overwhelmed bucket. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that was a really easy bucket to be in Mm -hmm. at that time. Ooh, that's a deep, deep bucket. (laughs) So deep. (laughs) Slippery sides, very hard to get out. Yeah. Uh, And like I said um, before that I had a nurse try to tell me about this part of it. But at that point, I just, I couldn't really see past my own fingertips. So I, and I honestly was just trying to get past the one step at a time thing. So, you know, a day to day, I was like, I'm not going to plan for that right now. I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to make it to tomorrow. Exactly. (laughs) And I think that a lot of breast cancer patients, specifically premenopausal breast cancer patients, tend to have the same, um, you know, step by step and day by day, you know, taking the symptoms that come and just sort of dealing with them as they're approaching you in your treatment. It's not really like you're not ready to discuss long term because you're still just trying to get through. I I wouldn't call it the hard part because I think it's all hard. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's mm-hmm. definitely all hard. Also, though, I remember, I think I remember yes. when you and I went out to that place we used to have, those places where you could go and order food and then they would make what the food was that you had ordered and then they would give it to you and you could sit and you could eat there. Um, Mm -hmm. Amongst other people. Amongst other people. Like there were people there that you didn't come with, but they were already there eating. And then also, but you would just sit with the people you came with and, and eat together and, and, and talk. And it was great. And then afterwards people would come and like, clean the space up and you would just leave uh those were good times mm-hmm. but i remember you telling me after showing me how to tie the scarf really cute on my head um that the hardest part for you was after everything mm-hmm. and you're just kind of left with you know the aftermath. The aftermath, which mm-hmm. I'm just starting to, I am entering, I feel like, the aftermath. Mm-hmm. And I think part of the aftermath that makes it so difficult is the neurochemical change that we have mm-hmm. been forced into. Yeah, absolutely. And it feels like you've been climbing this mountain, like this really steep, like treacherous mountain. And then suddenly you're at the summit and it was like an anthill. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> wait a minute. I thought I was really high in the air. I thought I really achieved something. And then you go like, dang. There's no view from up here. That is so good. That is so (laughs) accurate. Oh my God. It does. It's so anticlimactic. There's just no view from this angle. It's, Mm -hmm. it's a desert wasteland. Everything is dry and it's hot. Somehow everybody else got the memo. So they're dressed appropriately. They've got sunscreen on. They've got their little handheld fan and whatever those backpacks are that are just full of water so you can have a struck. Like, I don't know. But, like, it's it's just like I'm never prepared for 
the weather now. Like, <laughs> and this is, so, okay, menopause. Primary feature of menopause, menopause, <laughs> menopause, menopause <laughs> is hot flashes. I would say of all the side effects of, of being a menopausal woman, hot flashes is the most disruptive to my day-to-day life. That is a very fair assessment. I would say hot flashes and um, sometimes for me it's mood. Although oh, yeah. I have to say it has improved um, probably within the last like three to four months. And um, and part of that I think is that I've just doubled up on my exercise, trying to get mm-hmm. more active and um, but if it wasn't for that, I'd probably still have kind of a, um, issues with mood. Yeah. But you really, I mean, I, I feel, I, I really have to try. I really and have I mean, to try. Yeah. I mean, mood as far as like my give a shit meter mm. has lowered dramatically. Same. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I, and I see it, I don't know about you, but I see it manifest. I feel like I'm the kind of person who needs to hear the advice, choose your battles a lot. Ah. And while I recognize the wisdom of that, like choose your battles, I have always struggled in pretty much every area of my life. I have always struggled with implementing that. And it is exhausting and frustrating. And yet I've never been able to stop doing it. And now I got to tell you, it's a lot easier. Yeah. It's true. Because you just don't have it in you anymore. (laughs) It's like I had a whole bucket of fucks to give. And then someone came and like poured it all out. And there were a few fucks like just kind of stuck on the inside, you know, at the very, very bottom. And that's what I'm left with. That's heavily accurate. Mm -hmm. And I also saw something. Thank you, Instagram. I often get very good education from Instagram. Instagram is my college now. And... You know, it was just one of those word pictures, you know, and it said, stress is a side effect of caring. And I was like, oh my God, I need to be careful about what I care about because I don't have the energy to be stressed out about everything. I just don't. No. So I've started saying things like, I'm not going to spend my stress on that. (laughs) But that's, <laughs> I think, but I think that that's really healthy. Maybe. I do. I think it's really healthy because um, even though this has like reduced our uh, desire to fight for every tiny little thing, I think that now you have the ability to say, well, that one's more important. So I actually will throw one of those that I have in the very back part of the bucket. And I'm going to throw mm. that one at it because, you know, you're going for your reserves for things that you actually care about. Yes, exactly. If, if you're strategic <laughs> and then at other times I'm, I'm definitely not. So <laughs> mood, and we're going to get into other symptoms of menopause, but Primarily right now, it's the fire. It's the, it's the whole thing. And it, it, yeah, I do. I, I'm annoyed by the way that menopause in general is portrayed to us through like things like media, television and movies is it's usually used as like a comedic device where it's like, oh, look Mm -hmm. at this woman. You know, oh, she's having a hot flash and it's it's always like somehow hilarious. I don't know. Or like, like 
women who are moody or like kind of lose their minds and they're like, oh, menopause or whatever. Or no one talks about it at all, which is also great. But this shit is for real. And it's like, it's more than just like, I made a list of like all the L's of hot flashes, all the losses you take because of hot flashes. No more turtlenecks. And I love a good no. turtleneck, but you want to talk about suffocating to death, just put a, a turtleneck on a menopausal woman and, and wait, just, just give it <laughs> some time. And she's going to feel like she's dying. Do you like cuddling? Do you like cuddling with, you know, your husband or wife or significant other or just someone you just met who just seems very soft and willing? I, you can't. You can cuddle, but it's a ticking time bomb, man. Like, oh, yeah. you're going to have a hot flash. Do you like sleeping? <laughs> Do you like wearing any outfit more than once before having to throw it in the washing machine? Yeah, that's like just not on the table anymore Mm -mm. because you're going to sweat through everything. You know, another thing that is really odd that kind of goes together is so now we're facing all of these internal bursts of fire. Mm -hmm. And with breast cancer, there's a whole thing about deodorant and what kind of deodorant you should use and what kind of like, you know, go all natural and, you mm. know, changing a lot of your products, but you will learn very quickly which ones work and which ones don't. Exactly. And I'm not going to lie. When we were going through like triple digit weather, mm-hmm. I busted out my husband's deodorant oh, and I yeah. put that shit on. Oh girl, I because- had that secret clinical strength up in there because there is just, I mean, I don't know what else to do. Yeah, no, it's, I'm the same. I can't change my clothes six times per day no. while I'm at work. In the office. And also <laughs> dress in layers. I just want to smack people when they say that. Oh, yeah, to help you manage your, your half, you know, dress in layers. And I'm like, yeah, the, the layer underneath is me being naked. Like that is my everything inside of me when there's a hot flash coming on just screams take all your clothes off like and and run I don't know why I feel like running but I feel like I have to like if I could outrun it somehow I don't know it's like this panic okay I have a panic I have the whole progression so like but the sweating is so real so armpits so here's where I sweat I tried to think of all the places armpits behind the knees uh, the mustache area, yeah. these these arm creases, which you know, it's your antecubital area, but you know where your where your arm bends. Uh, every fold, like every, any fold, your groin folds, your ass folds, like between the thighs, like anywhere that skin touches skin, you're just gonna sweat. I mean, like rolling sweat. Yeah, it just. I don't even, and and then like the panic grab, just like looking around to see if there's anything like a folded piece of paper that you can fan yourself with. And this is happening while you're sitting. Okay, so here's a progression for me. It's a 13 step progression. Number one. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's a whole thing. It's not just like you get mm-hmm. hot and then it goes away. Mm-mm. This is, there's detail to this. Number one an overwhelming sense of discomfort and impending doom before. (laughs) I don't know if you experienced this, but like before the, the heat lands, I just get this feeling like I don't feel very good. I feel like I get like this weird apprehensive feeling. I'm uncomfortable and I don't, it's like, even though I know that that happens before a hot flash, when it is happening, I don't realize it's a hot flash and I can't explain that. Ugh. I can't explain why I can't like put those pieces together, but especially at night, I'll wake oh, up with worst. this feeling and I'm just like, oh, I don't feel like what's about, am I going to barf? Am I going to like have explosive <laughs> diarrhea? Like, do I feel like the world, and is this an anxiety attack? And then it's like, no, it's a hot flash. The next <laughs> step is, is it hot in here? 
maybe it's just hot in here. Okay, you try to talk yourself out of it. You're like, it's getting a little hot. I mean, is it? Is everyone else hot? No. Oh no. Oh god. God damn it. You. That's the realization. This uh-huh. is a hot flash. Then your body screams, take everything off you can. And if it's at night and you're home, great. You can just throw everything off. Easy mm-hmm. peasy. Done. But if you're at work, even taking your blazer off in a meeting is... I mean, depending on your work setting, acceptable or not acceptable. It's, and like, what are you going to say? Like, oh, excuse me, I'm having a hot flash. I'm not there yet with this. Like, I, mm-hmm. in some settings, I am. If it's just me, my immediate boss, someone I work with, you know, on my team, they're, they're good for it. Totally. But if I'm in like, one of those other meetings where it's not really a collaborative experience. You're just there to, to hear what you're going to do, the impossible thing they want you to do. Mm-hmm. I don't feel comfortable just being like, don't mind me, everyone here who definitely makes more <laughs> money than me and is in charge of my life here at work. I'm just going to take all my clothes off. Look away. So... Then there's like the panic reaching for anything that you can fan yourself with anything to create like a breeze. And then yes, an overwhelming, overwhelming feeling like that I'm suffocating. Like mm-hmm. I can't breathe, especially because wearing a mask is a feature of my life. Now I wear a mask almost 100% of the time at work, unless I'm eating or alone mm-hmm. in my office, which is very rare. I'm wearing a mask and I can't tell you the feeling. Well, I can tell you because you know this feeling. Yes. I mean, having a hot flash with a goddamn mask on is a whole nother level. (laughs) I mean, do you find that it's like totally up to the game? Big time. It's just like, I don't know, your hot breath coming back onto your face like I'll be sweating underneath that thing it is mm-hmm. anyway the next few steps Full are basic. On, like mustache sweat oh yeah the mustache sweat and then it, so it starts out as a nice thin little maybe French mustache and then it gathers into this like bushier and then we're going down the face so now we've got a nice handlebar going on and then maybe you it forms into a goatee on your chin as it pools under the mask it's full goatee by the end (laughs) it's I am like I'm like one step away from carrying like a hanky with me everywhere just so I can dab my sweat like I'm some old timey Victorian woman, you know, I don't keep a small fan at my desk, even uh. though my, the area that I work in is typically, we call it double snowflake because <laughs> it is so cold in there. It's We're not like, just oh, one man. snowflake. It's double snowflake. It's got to be double snowflake. It's frozen too. On our, yes, because on our little, um, you know, adjustments for the AC, like there's a setting on it that literally has two snowflakes. Oh, no there's joke. like, there's like 60 degrees, 50 degrees, one snowflake and two. Wow. Man. So I if you wanted some- to snow. I love double snowflake. Even in double snowflake, mm-hmm. it does not matter. It's, it, you know, I have got to turn on that fan. And I had a similar situation where I had a member of admin, um, at least not in my office, but in the hallway mm-hmm. inside my off- office door talking to me. So we were still distancing from each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had a full on fire, like five alarm fire going on. And I, I did, I did pull the, I'm so sorry, excuse me. I have to take my place or I did. <laughs> I, I don't know. You know, I mean, uh, what are you going to do? I can tell my face even gets red. 
Like, yes. So I have pulled out my little, I have a little mirror in my office and I could feel it coming on and I pulled out my little mirror and my whole face is like beet red. Yes. Which is saying something since I have an olive skin tone. (laughs) (laughs) And I have a translucent skin tone. So everything shows all the veins, everything. I, that's the thing about it. I think for me is it's the discomfort I feel. And then it's the knowledge that other people can see the discomfort on me. Like you can't hide it. Uh -uh. And I'm, I'm trying to like compare the sensation because it's not, everyone's been hot before. Everyone has sweat before. Like we know what it's like to be outside or in a room at your mom's house because I don't know if everybody's mom is this way, but my mom keeps her house like 80 degrees. I'll go in her house and I'm just like, mom, how can you breathe? How can you breathe in this house? Anyway, everyone knows that feeling, but it is not, this is not an outside, it's not a top down experience. When I have a hot flash, I don't feel like I have uh, the sun shining on me and like there's this ambient heat that's heating up my skin. It, it truly is. It's an inside out. It's like this radiating heat. It feels like you are the flame. You are creating yeah. the heat. You're the sun. I feel that's- like I could heat up other people if they got close enough. I could melt marshmallows. <gasps> Ooh. I should test that out. <laughs> if only just to have an excuse to keep marshmallows around. You know, like I, if I had a chocolate bar in my hand, it would turn into a puddle. It is that, <laughs> it is just this otherworldly feeling. I'm always so jealous of those postmenopausal women who are able to take some sort of med or like mm. hormone help to fight these symptoms because I don't know about you. Like my oncologist said, Oh sure. We can give you this other med, but it's got a lot of side effects. And I'm thinking what could be worse than what I'm going through now? Well, and then putting something on top of that. Exactly. Exactly. So I did talk to my oncologist about meds. Um, And Here's the thing. It's not just the hot flashes for menopause. Other symptoms of menopause, and this is the same when women go through menopause, you know, quote unquote, naturally, or if it's forced on them because of breast cancer and we have to take these medications to suppress our ovaries and and to block our androgens, which androgens are what turn into your hormones. Uh, And that includes estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, which women also have. Um, and, and some uh, vague others that eventually turn into all those things, essentially. But other symptoms. And this I've also experienced to um, one degree or another. But vaginal dryness, skin dryness, hair dryness, fatigue, forgetfulness, moodiness, osteoporosis. Osteoporosis. Because, and this is something I did not know, estrogen is part of the process by which your bones regenerate. So when you take estrogen away, your, your bones, like other cells in your body, are continually turning over. You're, you have bone mass, you have bone loss, and then your body rebuilds at the same rate. So that collectively, you're not losing bone density. However, when you don't have estrogen to help usher in all of the calcium that builds your bones, you are losing bone mass at a higher rate than you're gaining it. So you become osteopenic and then that can lead to osteoporosis, which is painful. It's not just like, oh, I could break a bone easier. The actual bone density in your body changes and it hurts. 
People live in pain from this. And now we're at an increased risk for it. Yeah, I already have osteopenia. You do? Mm-hmm. Oh, God. When'd you find that yeah. out? Um, Probably about a year ago. I, I was experiencing a lot of pain in my hip. Ugh. And... I was like, man, it was a weird spot too. It was not like joint pain. It was like really random. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know, our uh, post-cancer minds go, oh shit, do I have mm-hmm. bone cancer? No. <laughs> so. Um, no, it's just it, osteoporosis. Congratulations. <laughs> and my mom also has osteoporosis. Oh, so I man. figured since. You know, it's already genetic, and then I had to go through breast cancer. Um, I'm forever on, you know, supplements for that. But what do you, who what do knows you how much? I just take a shit ton of calcium. Mm. Good times. Yeah. It's fun. It sounds like fun. Mm-hmm. Um, well, mm-hmm. in addition... Painful sex, which has some to do with the vaginal dryness for sure. But vaginal dryness is not just about sex. It, it's no. uncomfortable in general, and it has to do with hygiene. Your, your vagina is a self-cleaning oven. Thank you, Dr. Jen Gunter. Um, and when you dry it up, some of the self-cleaning mechanism is not going to function properly. So you are at an increased risk of vaginal itching, irritation, and discomfort. This, this, all those things are collectively referred to as the genital syndrome of menopause or GSM. And there's not a lot of data or studies because this is something that has only gotten attention, like real scientific attention here in the last maybe 10 years, which has everything to do with us being women. I guess. And science being a result of the patriarchy. Look it up. Anyway, when I tried to look up the physiology of a hot flash, like what is happening? The first thing every study, every article will tell you is, well, it's not well understood. Okay. Cool. Love that (laughs) answer. Then the second thing they say is there's two, you know, things that we kind of know that for some reason this happens. The first is, There's a narrowing of the thermoregulatory zone in your brain, essentially. So it's uh, this complex set of circuitry in your brain that regulates your temperature. And normally it can regulate you in the face of all of these environmental factors, like these changes in temperature. Well, when that zone is narrowed, it's not functioning properly. So any little subtle change in the external temperature... So walking into a warm space or sometimes I feel like even like if I am surprised by something or caught off guard or have a moment where I feel like suddenly tense or like that embarrassed feeling that can bring on a hot flash. And I wonder what that has to do with the thermoregulatory zone. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, Uh, yes, I don't know. There's all these weird explain all the ones I have while I'm sleeping. It sure don't. It sure don't. Because then there's just random, right? Anyway, there's multiple factors, apparently, and there's multiple body systems that are affected. So, what can be done? Other than dressing in layers, eye roll, fans everywhere. Um, I keep, I have this weird system at night. I've got a little fan I've got the ceiling fan going. The temperature's on 68 every night, which in Texas during the summer is no small feat. No small expense either. I've got the ceiling fan going. got the little fan, little electronic fan there. And then I've got a big uh, glass of ice water because my theory here, my unfounded, unscientific theory is that drinking ice water will help maybe potentially lower my temperature. And I'm basing this on when when I worked in the ICU, we would have 
patients come in after they had had a cardiac event. So if you have a cardiac event in the field, a heart attack essentially, and you die and they manage to get you back, the protocol is to cool you. You, you, you bring the body temperature of that person down. So we would have these cooling devices and the ones that we that I started out working with were these huge pads that um, water ran through the pad and you would stick these pads onto the patient's body, the front of their chest and the back, their thighs, and you would like physically cool their body and keep them at a really low temperature. And you, I mean, these patients have to be intubated. They have to be paralyzed so they don't shiver because again, your thermoregulatory zone is gonna try to bring your body temperature back up. Then they came out with a device because these pads were huge and they were really difficult to get on sometimes, especially if the patient had been in any way like exposed to like a trauma where part of their skin was missing or, you know, they had like a, a, a wound or something like that. So the same company developed this device to cool patients and all it was was an esophageal probe. So something you put into someone's throat while they're intubated, of course, and it cools them just by controlling, just by lowering the temperature in your throat. Wow. So it didn't work quite as well as the pads, I'll be honest, but it, but it does work. And so even though I know I'm not simulating that esophageal cooling device when I drink ice water, I do feel like there's some connection there. However, then I just got to pee all goddamn night. So there's just no winning. There's no mm-hmm. winning. But I would just say, in general, and when you're looking to manage hot flashes, go to reputable sources. So not me, for sure. <laughs> Um, but your oncologist is a good place to start. And then other peer-reviewed articles and sources, um, especially for vaginal dryness, because there's a lot of stuff. When I was looking for stuff to manage hot flashes and I just started down a Google rabbit hole, you're going to find magnets. You're going to find jade eggs. Those aren't going to do shit for you. Yeah, that doesn't sound... no. But people do it and they think, anyway, Mm-mm. I just, it, it's something that I've become accustomed to because it's been about a year of this. And don't get me wrong, not having a period is one of the most glorious, amazing, life-changing things ever. I just, if this is the way men get to walk around all the time, just not randomly at times bleeding out their vaginas, then I just. And crying and your skin looks bad. Yes. Which. And cramping. I mean, I I feel, oh, the cramp. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. The things we have to fucking put up with. Just to get the the benefits of estrogen and progesterone, which, by the way, are like your vitality chemicals. They give you, they don't just build your bone density and make you fertile and keep your vagina self-cleaning and lubricated. Like, it gives you energy. It gives you a Mm -hmm. sense of well-being. It gives, it's like the best drug you can get. (laughs) And... (laughs) It is just, it's not that it's decreased, it's, it's just taken away. And you can simulate it through exercise, but as we discussed in a previous episode of this show where we explored whether or not we were depressed, it's really difficult. Motivation is just really hard to come by right now. Even knowing that the end result of exercising is that you definitely feel better, to even get started is so I just feel exhausted just thinking about it you know Mm -hmm. I did it this morning only because I knew my sister was on the other end of a zoom workout waiting for me to show up that is the only thing that got me to, to just and it's never been easier in a way you roll out a yoga mat in your living room and you set up your phone and you do a workout 
No one has to look at you. You don't have to like look cute or anything. You just do it and you're done. And there's no judgment. You just do it however you can. But I just can't. Ugh. It's such a mind game. Mm-hmm. And I don't have the chemicals to get me there. I feel like. So I was in that space for a long time. Mm. A long time. And I think the, you know, you're just going to have to find the one thing that pushes you over the edge to like really, you know, make yourself do it. And for me, it wasn't really like my motivation just had to come for like, I just have to make a change for me, Mm. you know, and a little bit, you know, my, for my kids, they need to see me like active and healthy. And, um, you know, initially when I joined karate and the kids do karate, that was like really great that we were able to do something together and it was good exercise for me too. And now I also see that as a challenge because, um, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm going to earn my black belt. Like Mm. I'm going to, I'm going to do it and I'm not going to earn it just because I learned everything. Like I'm going to be really good at it. Wow. And, um, (laughs) it's so funny. I would have never, if you would have told me five years ago that I was going to be like training in karate, I'd be like, no, (laughs) no, I'm not. (laughs) You're ridiculous. (laughs) So I, I go to karate and I go to boxing. Next will be MMA. So when you Ooh. guys turn on your pay-per-view, <gasps> you no, I'm just kidding. So oh not doing God. that. Uh, this show will be a sponsor. I'll have one of those flashy, you know, jackets that yes. I wear when I'm coming into the ring. Yes, and it will have our logo on it. Oh, my God. Totally Bomber will. jackets. That's what we need. That's what we need. <laughs> That is definitely what we need. It's a plan. I like it. So I need I need a goal. I need some kind of like, I want to get good at this kind of goal. It sounds For like. me, the workout, yeah, the, the workout is a part of like, I'm going to achieve something, you know? Okay. And once I get my black belt, I'm going to want to get my second degree. And once I get my second degree, I'm going to want to train for my, th- I know myself like, but it gives me like what you're saying is like something to achieve, you know, not just working out to work out. Like, I feel like I'm getting a lot more out of this than just a good workout. Nice. Um, again, which I would, Oh, I'm starting to have a hot flash. No, no. Oh my God. Here we go. What's happening? Walk us through it. Nope. Nope. I'm gonna, I'm gonna like, nope. I'm not gonna let it happen. Okay. You know. <laughs> it's just, I'm feeling, you know, like, like the inside of my shirt feels real tight. You know, uh-huh. I think that's part of it for me. It's like, why is my shirt on me? So, so closely. <laughs> Get away, shirt. Like, and like for me I think it also like I told you earlier I have this little fan that is pointing directly at me Mm -hmm. oh see this is not a terrible one but I can definitely feel like like this this my face Mm -hmm. on either side and around my neck is starting to get um sticky you know Mm -hmm. it's you know what really pisses me off this is where yeah I'd love a haircut. Yeah, I need a haircut. Okay, the short hair is definitely um definitely a pro in terms of mm-hmm. when you have a hot flash. Cause God, I forgot that feel like my hair's getting long enough now where it's kind of touching my neck and I forgot how much I hate that feeling. I hate mm-hmm. that feeling. I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can ugh. Mm. <sighs> There it is. Pray the Any, flash away. Anyways. Pray the flash anyways. away, Lauren. <laughs> ah. 
it helps work. a lot to already have a fan on you mm-hmm. and 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 it is cold enough that like my my even my feet are cold and that helps too i noticed if i can keep my feet cold yeah even though i don't like my feet cold isn't that okay that's another strange feature i feel like of hot flashes is mm-hmm. you'll know you're having a hot flash and then it's happening but there's like this time before it gets like at its peak where it's just kind of climbing where you're both hot and cold at the same time. I don't know how to describe that. It's like the inside of you is on fire, but the very surface of you is still cold and it's Mm -hmm. very confusing. (laughs) Very confusing. I think that's what really makes us go into like, what is happening? Am I like, you're questioning whether it's a hot flash or not. Right. And I, I totally agree with you because you're like, Oh, well maybe that was just a minute of being uncomfortable. Like right. maybe my shirt is too tight. And you're <laughs> <laughs> never. And you're right. Like not all hot flashes are created equal. Like some are just mini ones and they come and go. And then some, it's like, I can't get rid of them. It's like, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll think it's over and I'll be like, okay, I'm getting a little chilly now. And I'll put, I'll try to put the top layer back on or like cover back up with the covers. And it's like, nope, nope. That was a bad mm-hmm. idea. Not done yet. And it, <laughs> I had one this morning where I wanted to take my shirt off. Luckily I was wearing a sports bra cause mm. I have kids in my house and I was like, I'm going outside. <laughs> oh. My kids were like, what? And it's cold in my house right now, but I needed like a, like a breeze on me, oh, okay. you know, like, like a full body breeze, okay. not like a little not like a fan. targeted fan. Okay. I need, yeah, no, I needed the full, the full thing. Oh my God. (laughs) If I could have taken my shorts off and been in my backyard and it's my sports bra and my underwear, I totally would have been. But then my, my kids and possibly the neighbors that were there would Hmm. Well, that's interesting. (laughs) Something's going on next door. She okay? And I'm out there going, God, ah, like all <laughs> upset about it too. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. You do reach like a panic point where you actually do not, do not care about <laughs> what's happening. <sighs> I also don't know how long this is going to last. I don't know if like. Because typically in the perimenopausal phase, like so when women first go into menopause is when all these symptoms crop up. But then after like a while, you're just in menopause and your body has adapted and you no longer have these symptoms for the, for the most part. But I don't really know and I can't seem to find the answer to whether or not this is just going to keep happening. Because our bodies are fighting us putting them into menopause. Mm -hmm. I'd have to say that, you know, I'm three years out of, um, of course, not three years post, um, you know, all my infusions. I'm three Mm -hmm. years post, you know, the hard stuff, Mm. the, the rigorous chemo. Mm -hmm. And, um, Within this three years and just the lab part of this year, I have noticed, I still have them. It's not, you know, I mean, they're still just as bad, but I don't, the frequency is like, I almost could tell you every morning around 9am, I'm having a hot flash. Uh. It's it's almost like oh, my alarm's going off. I'm about to get ready for my my daily hot flush this morning. Um, but it's true. I've noticed that there's um, very specific times that I almost can anticipate. Now, not all the time, but like when I'm ready for bed and I go lay down and as soon as I lay down, I'm going to have a hot flash. Yes. Same. 
Same. Mm -hmm. Soon as I get every night, Mm -hmm. I sit up and I read in bed. And as soon as I get in bed to do that, I'm going to have a hot flash. Then that will be over for as long as I'm in that position and just reading. And then I'm done reading and I go to my side to sleep and get comfortable. Hot flash guaranteed. Guaranteed. Yeah. Uh, Mine is definitely as I'm, I can feel myself nodding off. Mm -hmm. Then the fire comes. I'm like, dang. It's so. (laughs) The sleep, the sleep disturbance for me is new because I've, I've never had kids, which I understand sleep deprivation is a primary feature of procreation, uh, especially for women. And I've never had to experience that before. So not getting a full night, like I, I've always slept like a champ, like no matter what I can sleep. And Waking up three and four times a night, like fully waking up and having to like take your covers off or pee because you drank so much ice water to cool yourself down is, is so disruptive. I think I just haven't fully realized and just feeling tired. I'm not used to feeling tired. Yeah. I, I would say mine have gone down from... I usually will have probably two, maybe three hot flashes a night. Mm -hmm. I used to have more. Okay. And there are some nights where I'll have less than three. Uh, I might have, but I also have one the minute I wake up. Oh. Mm -hmm. Oh. Mm hmm. Every morning. And it's, really annoying because I'd love to be able to lay there some mornings when I don't have to get up. Yeah. But my hot flash will absolutely come and it will, I mean, I, I'm like, I cannot be in this warm, cozy bed because I am on fire. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm up. (laughs) Yeah. I always get one when I'm getting ready, like in the morning. So much so that like, I just get ready naked now and I have another fan in the bathroom that's like aimed right at me that I'll turn on if it starts to come on. But it's so annoying when you're trying to put on, like you've just washed your face and you're putting on makeup and you get a hot flash and it's like, really right now? And then you just feel like I, you need to wash your face again, but you don't have time for that. Cause you're trying to get to work. <laughs> it's, uh, it's very annoying, but I do have a, uh, I have one of those little bottles. Um, I think the, it's like basically a water spray. There's like, it's nothing. It's one of those, you know, bastions of marketing essentially, because it's like just a spring water spray. It's a fine mist. And I'll mist that like all over my body when I feel one coming on. And between that and the, the coolness of that and the fan blowing, I feel like that is very helpful. But I'm, Agree, a hundred percent. That's really all I've got for management techniques. I know, I'm the same. You just gotta get I'm comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah, but I think if you, you know, each person will find their tools of how best to deal with them. And it's so funny because I remember when I'm going through treatment and this lady is telling me all about hot flashes that I didn't care about, Mm -hmm. but she was trying to give me these pointers of like, well, right now I got one of those little clip fans and it's battery powered and I clip it to my nightstand. So it's aimed like perfectly at me. And I'm like, why are you telling me this? <laughs> and now I I get it. I'm like, oh, I mean, because like I said, you know, it was just the wrong time. Yeah. That this this wonderful woman was really trying to warn me. She really was. It was just poor timing and where yeah. I was in my treatment phase. It it was like you trying to warn me in that restaurant, you know, that we used to have in this country that after all the treatment, after everything, after reconstruction is when things are the hardest. 
And I was sitting there like, you know, two of six chemo infusions in thinking, there's no way anything is harder than this. Yeah. But I understand it to an extent that I have never, I just don't think I was prepared to, uh, to think anything could be worse, first of all. But then also I wasn't prepared to have my version of the future completely like disillusioned at that moment because my version was I get through this, I get through surgery, I get through whatever else. And at the end of that, at the end of this huge mountain that I've just climbed <laughs> is a beautiful horizon and an and eternal sunset over a lush, you know, green landscape. <laughs> and it's not. It's the fucking anthill that you were talking about <laughs> over a, a squelched desert. And you're standing in it. So the little ants are crawling up your leg and biting oh. you. <laughs> it gets worse. Yeah. yeah. It is that. It is. Mm-hmm. It's that. And, uh, and it's awful and you'll never be prepared for it, but somehow, somehow we make it work. So any final hot flash menopausal thoughts or words of wisdom product Mm. placement i think it helps to have someone else who you know that is also on fire Mm. so you can send that little fire face emoji to each other (laughs) and i think uh, really i because i think that only you know you can talk about it with someone else that is not currently experiencing it but those who have felt the fire completely understand and you can talk about it and you can you know definitely relate and I think that um I think that's really helpful I think it is too I remember you texting me and you were like (laughs) I'm having a hot flash right now and I want to talk about it (laughs) I was like we can do that (laughs) in that moment it is like it feels like it'll never end. It's am- it's just amazing how consistent it is. I get angry at them too. Yes. Then you get mad and it just makes you hotter. It's ugh. anyway. Good times. Good times. Menopause and hot flashes. Sometimes, I mean it happens to most women. Um, or people who are being deprived of those hormones for whatever reason. Maybe you're transitioning. Maybe it is a feature of your breast cancer. Um, Yeah, you're not alone. Find reputable sources to manage it. If you have tips and tricks, please tell us, because I certainly don't have them all. Um, So it it would be great. In closing... Taking a hard, hard turn here, pivoting completely away from breast cancer. Um, I, I've got some beef with Netflix right now. Uh oh. Yes. They, I, I'm counting two infractions. First infraction. It was brought to my attention recently by Netflix. Strangely enough, that they plan to take Parks and Recreations down from Netflix, from streaming, on October 1st. Yeah. What? Yeah. I was watching it the other day, and I I think I've been, I've talked about this a couple times now, where the, the good people at Parks and Recs, the Leslie Nopes, the Ron, the, all of them. Well, I can't even think of their names right now because I'm so upset. <laughs> but Leslie and Ron and the rest of them, whatever their names are, Ann Perkins. <laughs> I I need these people in my life. They are my friends and they're significant to me. And Netflix put this little notice at the top of each episode. It just flashes and it says available until October 1st. And I was mm. like, um, okay. I, I don't, what? yeah, watching park, rewatching Parks and Recs is hardcore part of my pandemic coping. So 
Netflix is taking that away from me. And I am not okay with it. These are really some of my only friends right now. Uh, so I don't, without Ron Swanson and without Donna, without Donna, I just don't even know like where to turn. So Netflix, please reconsider. Infraction number two. I have Uh-oh. recently discovered, not through Netflix, that Netflix passed on a show called Splaining, which is a docu-series by none other than Dr. Jen Gunter, who <gasps> is my fantasy GYN doctor. I wish I could see her. I wish we were friends. I wish I could call her and talk to her uh, routinely. And this show that she did, and it it stream it streams in Canada on some uh, network in Canada called CBC or Gem, which I can't seem to get because I tried today when I found this out. <laughs> but oh it's a docu series, and it's specifically designed to inform women about their bodies. Oh, and. Considering the world we live in and how it's wholly devoid of this type of essential information, I cannot believe, I cannot believe that Netflix passed on, like they formally passed on this show. Because what, Netflix? You need more episodes of Lucifer? Have you seen this show, Lucifer? Is a cop show. I cannot... Let me, oh. just, let me just explain to you some of the content that Netflix thinks is more important than women finding out actual no-nonsense, no bullshit, no metaphor, no euphemism information about their own goddamn bodies. It's a cop show where the devil, who's played by someone I find to be annoying, Uh-oh. helps solve crime while avoiding his duties as an, you know otherworldly punisher of dead not that i watched this show just for kicks or anything but if i had i could tell you that it is garbage it's a nonsense show it's formulaic it is lending nothing to my life at this point also netflix you pass on dr jen gunter and yet you put gwyneth paltrow and her vagina eggs up on netflix like are you kidding me an entire docu-series about Goop, which is a company that, among other things, perpetuates nonsense science to women and sells them expensive products that are not going to help them in any way and promotes the misinformation of our own bodies. I, like, I just, to say I'm disappointed would be putting it mildly. So I don't understand why they passed. I don't understand if Gwyneth Paltrow has her jade eggs so far up Netflix's ass that they can't stand to introduce another perspective. I don't know if there's just too much vagina content already for Netflix because of that one singular show. I don't know if it's because Dr. Jen Gunter is very clear about her disdain for Gwyneth Paltrow and this kind of big wellness movement or not, but um, I object. I want my Parks and Recs back. I went Dr. Jen Gunter doing anything to be shown on Netflix. Now I want to see her show. So you can go on YouTube and type in Jen Splaining and you can watch the episode on menstruation and you can watch the trailer for her docuseries. And then there are other videos on there to get your fix. Um, they're all worthwhile. Anytime she has been captured talking about anything it's worth it so you can check that out maybe you can figure out how to stream the show but i just i gotta tell you i can't get enough of educated informed women talking about our bodies in a no nonsense uh, non-metaphorical non-euphemistic if that's even a word way you know yeah science it's great We should have more of that. But no, Netflix needs to put out shows about how people organize celebrities' houses. (laughs) I don't... This is what's wrong with the world. This and me having hot flashes out of the blue. 
and not being able to take all my clothes off. <laughs> well, I mean, you could, but mm. sometimes in public settings, it's frowned upon. It's true. I think it's also <laughs> against our dress code, but I'm not positive. Um, do you have any beef with anything right now that we need to address? Oh, man. I'm just ready for a vaccine. Oh, my God. Yeah. I just, I want restaurants back. And if that's a privileged thing to say, I'll recognize that. But also, I'm not taking it back. Also, I want lipstick back. I want lipstick back. I want to put on a (laughs) lip liner and a good lipstick. And I want it to fade halfway through the day. And then I want to carry that lipstick with me in the purse because I have convinced myself that I'll reapply it when I know that I won't. I know that I won't. Nope. But I want to play that game. Yes. Because I can. (laughs) (laughs) And that is our show. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Thank you for everyone who listens. Leave a comment. If you feel like it, leave a rating. If it's high, if it's low, keep that to yourself. And follow us on Instagram at Breast Cancer is Boring for so much content. It'll make your head spin. It's not great, but it's there. So thank you, Lauren. Yes, thank you, Jocelyn. All right. Okay.